the following podcast has a lot of cuss words, so deal with it, you Thank you for joining us again. This is Paul Wilson. And I'm Danny Voss. You're listening to the Diesel Performance Podcast. Uh, what a great week we've had, huh, Danny? Man, we have crammed a lot of stuff into one week. Absolutely. So I think the coolest thing that I've saw on social media here this past week, besides obviously Diesel Power Challenge going on, which we'll have an episode here in the future about that, uh, I caught you, Danny, in the Clean Sweep video. Oh, Paul, that's awesome. <laughs> I didn't think we were going to talk about it right now, but hey... I'll tell you that I'm very fortunate that I'm able to pull our 2012 emissions equipped truck uh, at all the poles in our local area. And what a head turner, man. Absolutely. You know, I think the coolest thing in the video is as you're pulling down the track. So Danny's in an emissions equipped 2012 LML Duramax. It has a new Stealth 64 VVT turbo on it. Um, drop-in replacement. That's going to be new to the market very soon. I'm beta testing it right now. But what was really cool is as he's pulling down the track, you can hear people going, is he running? Well, he's moving the damn sled. So I think he's <laughs> running now. You know, you, you're not moving for practice, right? Uh, but yeah, no, what a what a cool video. What a cool concept. I'm really excited to see that come into fruition. I'm excited to be the one to be able to have the media out on YouTube and Facebook. And uh, with the help of our media guy, it's been really fun uh, putting these videos together and getting the reaction out of everybody. I, I never would have thought emissions intact tuning would take off like it has. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. It's definitely been a been an eye opener to what the system has a capacity for i can i can peel ass out of my neighborhood in the morning without my neighbors knowing i peeled <laughs> ass out of my neighborhood that's something else something to get used to because i come from an lbz that's loud and proud very loud and very loud. i go to this lml and all you hear is this turbo spooling and wow i didn't think i would like it this much <laughs> 620 horsepower at the rear wheel that phenomenal not bad not bad at all Awesome. And then I also uh, just wanted to give a quick shout out for the Duramax Tuner Snapchat. Yeah. So if you're on Snapchat, look for Duramax Tuner. You can catch Danny there and ask him more questions about Clean Sweep. Yeah, I make a lot of Snapchat posts every day, and it's unreal the interaction we have with our customers and other people that are from the outside looking in and want to be a part of it. So I want to say thank you to everybody that follows us on Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. All 12 followers Danny has. Absolutely. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It's my family. It's my family. We have some really cool episodes coming up in the future here. So we're going to be doing a big drag race series. Uh, So we're going to have several of the top NHRDA drag racers coming on the podcast. Talk to us more about what is it like to compete at a top level? What is it like to build those trucks? What does it take to really stay in that for a long period of time? We're also going to focus on some, some more of Clean Sweep and some other emissions equipped um, projects going on, as well as Turbos Part 2. I know everybody loved hearing from Jacob White over at HTT about yeah. the basics of Duramax Turbos. We're going to start getting into some of those highly modified uh, Turbos and talking more about those and how to spec those for your build. Today, though, we got a big one, huh, Danny? Who'd have thought, man? Absolutely. We'd like to introduce Patrick Ellis of Street Diesel Power. Patrick, how are you today? Hey, Paul. Danny, it's awesome to be here. I've been a a big fan of your podcast for a while and known you guys a few years with uh, stuff you guys do at Duramax Tuner, so I'm excited to be here. Absolutely. We want to say big fans of your show as well. Uh, If you haven't checked out already, definitely look up Street Diesel Power. Uh, through your iTunes or other podcast apps and find uh, Patrick's podcast. And that's, I think, one of the things that we want to get to talking about here. But first, Patrick, we always ask our our guests, tell us about your history in the diesel performance community. Oh, man, it started, it really started with uh, the magazines probably in like 06, 07. 
um, you know, I always liked diesel. I didn't have one, and, and it, it just the magazines captured me. And then the, the races and the guys that were out there doing things that I didn't know a diesel could do. You know, I didn't know they at that time. You know, getting in the tens was was pretty cool. And uh, you know, I picked up a, a 2008 six seven, bought it new off the lot, and it was my baby. And um, <laughs> was in another industry, and I just I found the passion for for trucks and in the community and the camaraderie was something really special. And at that point I said, I want to do this for a career. And, uh, I worked for, for ATS for about five years, um, in sales and, um, met a lot of great people. got to do a lot of traveling, go to events and, and it just grew from there, you know, and, and now it's, uh, a, a dream I've always had was to just start my own business. And, um, I started street diesel power with, uh, Michelle, who's the, the co-owner and we've just been having a blast. Um, you know, doing a podcast, talking to people about trucks and parts and, and everything else. So it's been a world, basically a whirlwind for <laughs> six or seven years. Well, congratulations on that. Um, really excited to have you on the show today. So thank you for your time. Absolutely. What a cool story, too, having yeah. the magazines draw you in like that. You know, for me, I, I came into diesel because of my previous work experience, and I didn't really know much about diesel performance. So learning it was a real eye-opener, but I think I was right there with you of, Man, once that diesel bug gets you, you're hooked. Oh, you, you know, it's there's just, no cure, man. That's it. All in or all out, right? Yeah. There's no cure. You're done. Oh yeah. And then it starts with a tuner, <laughs> and then from there it ends up as a racetrack. <laughs> <laughs> it does. That's the truth of it, isn't it? Absolutely. We all started with just wanting a little better fuel mileage. Actually, for me, it started with keeping up with the Jeffersons. Yeah. And then it progressed to. Now I got to beat the Jeffersons. (laughs) That's what drag racing and truck pulling is all about. Um, Spending money you don't have, racing people you don't know, and, um, you know. Winning a trophy you don't really care about. Exactly. That's it. That's it. But (laughs) we all do it for for the fun. But, Patrick, I thought having you on the show today would be a great opportunity to explain a little bit more about what a podcast is and, and why guys like you and guys like Danny and I are starting to get into this this segment. Can you maybe just give us a little bit of your ideas on what a podcast is? Prior to January, which was when we started the Diesel Power podcast, I had no idea what a podcast was. And um, Michelle, she she's into them and listens to a lot of different ones. She goes, hey, we should do a diesel podcast. And I had to look up what it is and then listen to some of them. Um, but I was really captivated by what they do. You basically can talk about any part of the diesel community, whether it's parts or racing or, uh, you know, people who pave the way. And you just can ask them, you know, whatever you want. Um, they'll give you real answers. You can tell stories. Um, you can be edgy you know, with it, and that's really what, what we wanted to do was, if I go back to my ATS days, is, is traveling around the country and meeting, um, you know, people who, who started uh, basically diesel performance, and you get to chat with them maybe outside of the, the trade show um, atmosphere, and you really get to know the people behind the parts or behind the logo, and we wanted to bring that to truck owners out there, diesel enthusiasts, is, you know, how did LaVon Miller start Firepunk? What did Derek Rose do before he started DNR Customs? Um, how did Ryan Milliken, you know, get interested in racing trucks? Things like that. So a lot of our guests, they, you know, tell us those stories. And, you know, we do get, we do get kind of edgy on there. Um, we have had some episodes where, you know, we touch some, some topics that, 
aren't necessarily talked about a lot in the diesel community, especially emissions-related um, with the EPA, with the new trucks, which where things are going. And we just want to give people you know, what they want to hear. Oh, I know where and, they're going. Uh, they're going down the track 300 feet, baby. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I, I think that makes a really good point, Patrick, because I, I want to say I was really impressed when you had Clint on, your old boss from ATS, and, and you asked him about the letter. That's one of those things that nowadays I feel like maybe some of us, us older guys uh, who have been around the industry for a while still remember that whole debacle, and it was interesting to hear, finally hear, Clint's words on it. You, you know, I thought that was a great point to bring up. I thought that was a really good way to to leverage the podcast to benefit the community, right? Absolutely. That question, like you said, for us old timers, we're old timers now, right? Is uh, <laughs> it, it was a whirlwind and it, it it was a lightning rod for a long time. And, and when I was you know chatting with him, I just wanted to ask him and let it come right from him. That way, whenever that pops up on a forum or a Facebook post. They can go back and listen to Clint Cannon himself address that issue. Yeah. I'll say when we had Sean on, we had posted it in a few different places. And Sean, Sean's a great guy, number one. Sean yeah, Baca. Um, very cool. Very cool guy. Very easy to talk to. Very nice. Very polite gentleman. And uh, I was really surprised at how many haters were out there hating on him. And, and what we kept posting back on the thread was, regardless of your opinion, listen to what he has to say. Because people wanted to bash on him for running a slow track time or this or that or only building a dyno truck and if you go back the same thing you know we had a chance to actually ask him and hear from those people Let, let's hear their side of it because i think a lot of times for those guys in the industry they don't have the time the resources or the platform to get out there and give their side of the story right there's just a lot of buzz around the internet and that's kind of what people run with but right exactly in these podcasts what they do is a lot of our listeners will will tell us, you know, I'm working the night shift. I put on, you know, podcasts and I listen to them to help me get through the night or the work week. And it's a great way to just go right to the source and let these guys who truly innovate and do amazing things for this industry just get out there and tell their story. Absolutely. Yeah, it's just cool. These are things that we talk about, you know, so to speak, by the coffee pot or the water cooler. And we just made episodes out of it. Well, that's really, and that's how our podcast got started as well as really rich, our media guy, our producer here uh, came in and said, hey, what about doing a podcast? And just like you, Patrick, I said, what the fuck is a podcast? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I don't listen to podcasts, right? So, so then they told us we all have apps on our phones that they magically have just been there and we just need to use them. So, so I checked it out and we started listening to a couple and I was immediately hooked. I still listen to some of the first ones that I downloaded or subscribed to. Uh, But yeah, I think I really like doing this because it is a chance for us to have fun with what we do for work, right? Like we all work in the diesel performance industry. We all deal with customers and deal with vendors and deal with a lot of the kind of daily grind. But this is a good chance for, I think, new listeners or, or even old time listeners to hear what it's like yeah. from our side of the fence. Get a sneak peek on kind of what we do every day. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. what Patrick, let me ask, what do you think are some of the differences between Street Diesel Power Podcast and the Diesel Performance Podcast? That's a really good question. This is Nick with Calibrated Power Solutions. We're happy to sponsor the podcast because we believe knowledge is power. Everyone in the diesel performance aftermarket needs accurate, fact-based information to get the most out of their truck. You included. 
So be sure to check out calibratedpower.com or duramaxtuner.com for reliable info that you can count on. And if you'd like to talk to us, give us a call. 815-568-7920. That's 815-568-7920. Back to the podcast. Now, I know how Dimitri felt, Millard, when I had him on the podcast. He goes, man, you asked me questions that I didn't think you were going to ask. <laughs> so now I know how it feels to be in the hot seat. Thanks, Paul. But um, <laughs> you guys have a tremendous amount of, of technical knowledge and expertise, which Duramax Tuner's been known for that ever since, I mean, I've been in the industry. And it's great to hear that kind of information, um, whether it's about tuning or new platforms, you know, that... Uh, that they're getting custom tuning options. Um, ours has really been, we, we do get technical. Um, it's been heavily focused on, on the Cummins market um, and on the racing scene. And it's been a little bit by design because I'm kind of a Cummins guy and a lot of our customers, you know, have five nines or six sevens. Um, you know, we, we like to have fun with it. I mean, there's, I can't tell you how many times it's just, we're just cracking up. We got the guests on there and, and we're laughing and we get lost and get sidetracked and everything. But I think that's to go back to what is a podcast or why do we do them? That's what makes them interesting is, is the story. And it's like, you're at the water cooler. You're there at the dyno after hours when guys are dialing in their trucks and you're just BSing with them, you know, and having fun. Um, but, uh, I mean, we've been a, a fan of, of your guys' podcast for a long time and I've learned a lot listening to it that I didn't necessarily know about, uh, the Duramax platforms out there and, and just what what you guys know and do and, and products that are out there. Well, that's awesome. I appreciate that. And I think one of the things that I notice is a is something that you guys have done really, really well over there is drawing in some of the biggest names in the industry. Right. And that's really one of the reasons that I like listening to your guys' podcast is you guys have a tendency to pull in somebody who's already hot in social media, somebody who's already has a big name in social media or a big name in the industry. And it's always great to hear from those people because even though it, in our jobs, Danny and I might get to talk to guys like that, but Not I don't think most else. listeners yeah. do. Uh, again, I think it's been awesome to hear your guys' podcast kind of becoming a platform for some of the biggest names in the industry to just, like you said, get on and shoot the shit about it. You know, like, let's just talk about diesel. It gives you a chance to get to know these guys without having to get to know them. <laughs> well, well there, you know, at events, they're so busy. Like, um, you'll see at the ATS Dino Day that was in March, there's a ton of guys there. You know, LaVon flew in and uh, Sean Baca was there and all these other people. And as a, you know, a diesel guy, if you just show up to the event, it's, you probably won't get 45 minutes of one-on-one -on -one time with one of these guys. So that's what we want right. to do is bring that to them, you know. That's awesome. That's awesome. All right. So, Patrick, on a personal standpoint, I've heard you mention Cummins a couple times here. Yeah. I take it you don't own a Power Stroke. I don't. I, I don't have anything against Power Strokes. I think they're great trucks, but I got bit by the Cummins bug early, and it hasn't left. And, you know, I had a 6.7. I did a 48RE swap and a big charger and a lot of fuel and used to race it. And, and uh, that was my baby. Um, I wish I didn't sell that. I wouldn't have sold that truck, but I've always wanted a five nine. Every and, uh, Cummins owner. I wish I would have never sold that. <laughs> Man. I say that about my LMM too, but that was for different reasons. Um, <laughs> it, it's just so you guys know it's hard to find like a low mileage, clean 0607 five nine. I, I love autos, so I wanted to have a forty eight RE. Finally found one. Things bone stock, 
and I'm not really sure what I want to do with it yet. I was, you know, kind of thinking of just letting Street Diesel Power fans vote on what we do. But, I mean, we sell fire pump transmissions, ETS, Suncoast, RevMax. There's a litany of, of manufacturers that we offer. And I know how customers feel now because I don't know what direction I want to go. But I know I definitely want to do compounds. Um, I did the big single thing for a while. And I definitely want to go the compound route. Um, I mean, you had to have a nice street truck. Nothing crazy. Nothing that's going to you know, be in UCC or something like that. But, yeah, just have fun with it. I hear you. I mean, I'm sure you've heard Danny and I talk before. We absolutely over-the-top love twin kits. The S475 stocker kit on those, it drives so much nicer than anything else I've ever seen put together. There's just It's so unquestionable when you get a chance to get behind the wheel, built trans, stocker S475 twin kit, maybe like a set of 60% injectors and a 10 mil pump, or because you're a Cummins guy, probably two 12 mil pumps. Um, you know, something like that where you really are in a 700, 750 horsepower truck and it just, it feels like the perfect daily driver. Like they're, they're just so much fun. There's no other way to describe it. It took me I to get older, get a little bit more gray hair, but I finally truly appreciate what compounds do. So when I was younger, you just want to fill that big single, hit, <laughs> you know, and take off. Like that feeling was amazing, but you know, if you hook a trailer up to it, especially here, you know, in Colorado, where you go from five thousand to ten thousand feet, depending where you go, Ugh. that that big single isn't necessarily going to be fun. You know, going up I seventy, which is deeper than so. We call yeah, that no, stupid kid fun. Right Chris Emke, you know, he got on our show. One of our other guys here at Calibrated, you know, having big, large singles on a truck. You know, you know, spooling that thing when it lights. Hold on. Yeah. Stupid kid fun. Stupid kid fun. That is probably one of my favorite terms in the office is stupid kid fun. Because it is. And just like you said, Patrick, they become so useless for your normal owner. Like if you're a normal owner and you did a, an S400 upgrade as a single charger on your Cummins, you might say, and like they all, Danny, don't they all say the same thing? This spool's all right. <laughs> this spool's awesome. This spool's all right, yeah. You're <laughs> lying through your teeth. Yeah, right. You obviously don't know what a good spool up is, but it's that spool up that gives you that quick response, and that's what the twin kit's all about, right? Is oh, absolutely. Light and, quick and pull and the forever. The thing with big singles, too, is you lose that middle that middle range. You know, they're, they're either at five pounds of boost or they're at 65. <laughs> you're not cruising at 20 because the charger's going to be surging while you're doing it. Versus with compounds, you have that middle ground. And that's used a lot in daily driving, towing, just having fun with the truck. It is. And it's funny how often I get to talk to guys about how twins work. So so it's really, it's if you've ever looked at mapping or efficiency islands for turbos, it's basically a graph saying this is where the turbo is the most efficient, right? So it looks like a 3D topography map. Um, but as you look at a stock charger in HE351, which we got to do a turbo shootout a few years ago here at Calibrated, and we looked at all a lot of the other single drop-in charger replacements that would be about two thousand to twenty-five hundred dollars, um, be a basic upgrade, and we let the manufacturers recommend what turbo we should choose. After we tested all of them, it turned out that ninety percent of guys towing would be best off using a stock charger stock. because they make more power and they flow more air in the rev range that they're actually using the truck. So. When you look at the efficiency island on a twin kit, as soon as you start to get past that peak efficiency and you're really out of that usable range of your 
your stock charger, that's when you're starting to come into the efficiency range of the S475. And that's why the compounds give you that that just amazing low-end spool-up like you have at stock. But like you said before, they also cover you for that mid-range. And they really – I've never driven a twin kit where I felt like it was out of air. Mm-hmm. You know like you know what I mean? Like you could be doing 80 miles an hour. If you hammer it, it feels like you have more turbo. And that's what I love about them. Oh, they're just so much fun. Um, uh, you guys are making me want to open up the pocketbook right now. <laughs> well, can I just say I love the idea of letting voters vote on – the, the actual build and giving people some options and letting people get involved in the build. I think that'd be a crazy cool idea. I'm going to go and, and just ruin your vote, though. I, I mean, <laughs> unless you put an IP address blocker on there, <clears throat> well, I would have put 1,200 votes in all weekend just for what I want. See, you guys aren't married. You guys, yeah. you oh, guys, you can tell this. You guys freaking are married. I already know. I don't even have to look at his left hand. I guarantee you're not married if uh, you're going to have the public spend your money because you know they're going to blow the budget. Oh, that's a good call. They're going to spend your money. You're a very smart man, Danny. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. A lot of these guys, you know, we talk to people every day, is money's tight now. I mean, the economy isn't the same as what it used to be, and, and people have to plan their purchases very intelligently and, and think everything through. So if there's a way that we can help them and say, okay, you know, here's this, this compound kit is what it does with EGTs. Hey, I want a little bit more power. Throw these injectors in. This twin CP3 kit on. Do these different things. I think it helps truck owners, which is really why we do podcasts and why we're in this industry, is we want to help people. And that's how I look at it. So they can spend my money however they want. Mm-hmm. I just want to give them, you know, give them the knowledge and kind of, you know, just do it so they don't have to guess. That's awesome, yeah, Make man. the wrong decision because we all know there's a lot of people that do that, and they buy the wrong parts or not the right parts for their application, and it ends up costing double or triple what it should have. Oh, like guys like Danny Voss, ported fuel rail fittings. <laughs> hey, I have. See, this is this is why I can justify. I've, you know, basically built up to putting a large twin kit or single charger on my truck, and I bought all the supporting modifications to justify it. But the only thing I haven't done is put a charger in the valley yet, so I'm running a stock charger, and all I hear is static from everybody saying I wasted money on an intercooler, wasted money on manifolds, wasted money on an up-pipe or up-pipes. And I'm like, you guys don't even know that I've been stashing cash, and <laughs> I'm about ready to make it nasty. <laughs> so, hey. Are we, are we thinking 67.7? Hey, I'm going to definitely doing? throw a 67.7 Stealth in there. You Ooh, got I love so, it. So, you know, whatever comes, you know, over top of that, it's going to be a mystery. Ooh. Yeah. And uh, my hood uh, release thing just broke the other day. Oh, so it just I, broke. I don't know you what can't happened. Show nobody. I don't know. Oh, I yeah. Fuck. Classic up. Danny. You can tell Danny grew up on a drag strip because he wants to build big power, but he won't tell you what he has. Exactly. I run a big <laughs> zero with a line through it. <laughs> <laughs> it's good you brought that up, Paul, because... Uh, when I told Michelle that uh, I was going to be on the podcast, she said, they're the Duramax guys, and I want to know what to do to my Duramax. So she's got uh, it's an 06 LBZ. It's Perfect. just intake exhaust right now. I've been telling her pistons, pistons, pistons. That's what you got to watch out for on the LBZs. But like straight from you guys, what creates a really solid street truck? Say, as far as you would feel comfortable with stock internals on the motor. Okay. How does she use the truck? Uh, it's a daily driver. It doesn't tow anything. Just pretty much driving around and enjoying enjoying that, uh, that Duramax. 
I, I would just like to tell all of our listeners this little kind of trick that I have to re-explain myself almost every day to people, different people that have no idea that once you build the trans, we can take you to 530. The reason why it's 530 is because the stock charger is going to run out of breath. Then after you go overcome that hump, you're at 600 horse because your injectors are out of steam. You can't, you don't get any more out of them. So people don't realize that 650, 700 horse, you're going to start playing with fire. You could possibly crack a piston, have other failures. So I ask people, why would you want to go past 600 with stock internals? If you're going to, you know, want to be the boss, you got to pay the cost. I disagree here. So, so I, my opinion on LBZs is that if the pistons are going to crack, they're just as likely to crack at stock horsepower levels as they are at higher horsepower levels, unless you have some sort of crazy drive pressure issue. So if you ran some sort of a big single and all of it hit at once, or if you had a big thousand horsepower twin kit and you were just pumping that much CFM in there, then I could see it happening. But they're not like an LB7 rod, where an LB7 rod is weak, right? So it'll bend under power. Uh, an LBZ piston, from everything I can gather, and there's nobody who can give you a real answer on this, but everything I can gather, I am under the opinion that it's a manufacturer defect, so, uh, meaning that it, it's not horsepower related. Some of them were cast on a good day and they work fine. Some of them were cast on a bad day and they crack. I don't really see it tying in so much to horsepower. Yes, abuse can help on wear, but it's not it's not like an LB7 where I can say if you go over 650 horse, you're going to short a rod. It's just a matter of time. I've seen plenty of LBZs run 750 horse for years on end. And for a daily driver who's not competitively doing 10 or 15 passes in a day at the track and not taking it out every weekend and sticking it in the mud, I've seen plenty of LBZs be extremely reliable at the 700 to 750 mark. So if it was my truck, I would do an S480 over stock twin kit. And I probably would bump it up to a 6310 or a, a Stealth 64 in the Valley. I'd run 60% injectors and a 10 mil pump. And that is my all-time favorite setup. Okay. And I really I appreciate that build. But let me tell you why I picked my numbers. Because when I sell tuning to a customer, it's very personable. I spend a lot of time with them. I want their truck to last the very longest possible. So these people are finding me on Facebook, becoming friends with me, asking me other things after the sale. And if I got a guy that's going to, you know, possibly potentially be up for a motor rebuild and I can prevent that only by taking away 50, 100 horse, I'm going to do that all day long because I want him to continue to come back to me. I hear you there. I hear you. What, what do you think, Patrick? How do you recommend? Do you generally go light on your quotes to keep the truck safe? Or do you just kind of let them know what all of their options are? See, that's where we get a little tricky, because in the Cummins world, it's just go big, you know? Like, <laughs> you know exactly where stuff's going to break. And, yeah, you can run a 1,000 horse, 1,050, you know? But the Duramax side's a little different. And I could say from personal experience, this is how I approach every customer, potential customer, is I look at it like it's my truck. And so with my LMM, it, it faced kind of the same thing with the piston. And right. I would probably lean more towards the way that, that Danny approaches it just because it's so unknown. I mean, I've seen LBZs, LMMs at that 7, 750, and they hold up great, and then you get another guy, and it doesn't, and it's just so, it's so murky in that six to 700-horse realm that you just, 
don't know. Right. And I want to um, sleep at night. I don't want to sleep with one eye open knowing somebody's going to come look for me because I told I sold him 750 horse, and he's like, where's that Danny Voss? I'm just saying, if you sell him 600 <laughs> horsepower and I sell his best friend 750 and they go to the track together and your guy loses by a second, you're going to be getting the same phone calls if there would have been a crack. But he'll be just as mad being embarrassed no. as he will be being broken. Driver mod. Ah, <laughs> Gotta, hey, you know what? Racers. Okay, drag racer. Let me all this if 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 was a fifth, we'd all be drunk. <laughs> all right, I'm sick of this if if if. I'm telling you okay. what I like to do, so my customers are happy and they can come back to me with confidence and say, "Hey, you really helped me with my last build. Let's work on the next one." I, I hear you there. I hear you there. Um, I do think for for Michelle for her truck. You guys are doing the labor in-house. Why not just throw a set of LML pistons and rods in it? There you go. Yeah, I mean, I'm a transmission guy at heart. So, I mean, the transmission part we've got down, it's just, uh, you know, there's also that third option, too, of just come and swapping it. All right, we got to cut. (laughs) Click. (laughs) It was going so well. This was going so well. We were just starting to, you know, warm up to each other a little bit, starting to open a conversation up, and then you drop that bomb. All right, so so maybe maybe we could agree on maybe we could agree on injectors because we can't talk about a motor swap. That'll just that'll make me cry. It'll be public enemy in here. Um, Which if you know that truck, you know that joke. but okay, okay. So maybe we can agree oh, on public injecting. enemy. Yeah, yeah, yeah you just got okay. it. Okay, yeah, yeah. Check it, yeah. that out. If anybody yeah. wants to see it, public enemy. It's a pretty cool yeah. pulled truck. It's a Ford six liter Power Stroke. I told this young man not to buy a six O because obviously all the failures. And what does he do? When I used to sell trucks, he comes in about a week later, proud as a peacock, talking about I just bought a King Ranch six uh, O. And then he had problem after problem. Took it to everywhere in the country. They couldn't figure it out. What does he do? Throws an LBZ in it, baby. And then that blew up. And goes crazy. And then he threw. Well, he put a six uh, seven. No, no, he put a six seven in it, and yeah. it blew up. Yeah, and yeah. then he put the LBZ in it. Okay, okay, that yeah. that was the yeah. yeah. So it's it's a Ford that's had everything in it. Yeah. Right. Um, okay, so maybe we could agree on injectors for Michelle's truck. Okay? okay. So street truck, we're gonna do a modded turbo. We disagree on turbos right now. I mean, are you gonna? Let me just clarify. Maybe we won't do injectors yet, Danny. So is your recommendation to do a twin kit on stock fuel? Well, what kind of budget I, are we working with? I mean. Are you guys still working on your audience's budget for you, or is this something that's disposable? We oh, that's a good question, Patrick. What what do we have to play with that here? Is a, I mean, it's disposable, but we're not talking like full on build motor, just cut right to the chase. So, you know, I I do think a set of sixty percent overs. I mean, you guys will know this better than I do, but you know, pulling back the fueling a little bit, not having to work say a stock injector as hard or a milder injector. Yeah. Um, I, I know she's not going to want legs, so definitely a compound kit. Um, you know, just a, I think probably six, 650. I mean, that's, that, that's a good daily driver. I mean, we can make 650 on thirties, right? Cause stock yeah. injectors are going to do 600 right. stock CP three. Um, 30% over injectors are good up to, High 600s, maybe 700 if, if you you're lean really on stretching them. them. Yeah. So, so if we're only going for 650, you save some money in your budget by doing a small set of 30% injectors. The reality is, is from what it sounds like, she's not going to be driving the truck at wide open throttle most of the time. So you're really not going to stretch the injectors if you're driving 40 and 50% throttle around town, just goosing it once in a while, right? 
So you, you, you have an, an opportunity there to save a little money and maybe put a little more into the turbo because what we could do, what we could do, Danny, is instead of twins, there's that 64 VVT. So it's a 63 and a half mil compressor wheel with a 10 blade turbine. It spools up as quick as stock and it's good up to about 620 to 640 horsepower. It leaves her just shy of the goal of 650, but you do injectors and a 10 mil CP3 and you just shaved 800 bucks off of your budget. I mean, well, if you compare it to twins, you just shaved 2000 bucks off of your budget. And you're still getting a 650 horse. And you have it as good of spool up as you can get without a stock turbo. No, I like that. But can I just add something real quick? I have a really no. great customer that had a you know big pump, big turbo, stock internal, stock bottom end on his LBZ regular cab. He split a piston, uh, cried the blues all over, you know, and of course that's expensive. But you know what was really sad about the whole entire situation was he completely got out of the diesel world because one bad you know, build turned him off. And that's not, I don't want that responsibility. I don't want to feel that way uh, by specking somebody else is build out. I want to be able to tell them, hey, look, I want you to still have the same excitement you had as you were building it. And um, in, in the future, the same exact momentum. I want to be able to keep this truck on the road as long as possible and keep you happy. And you'll right, so, never do that if he's got a freaking boat anchor. So I'll tell you what. So all of our listeners, if you could do us a favor and post on the Diesel Performance Podcast Facebook page and just let us know, do you agree with how Danny suggested the build or how Paul did? So let's see how many people we can get to comment. Let's see. Yeah. Let's see what listeners agree. Hey, if they think that they want a little little pussy, just just barely yeah. giving them a little bit of horsepower, charge them much money, <laughs> or if they want Paul to give them just reasonable see, advice, I already got them everything they vote. can. What do Patrick, you think, Patrick? Yeah, he already voted for me already. So I don't know. I mean, I can send Cummins Nation over there and have them vote for option three too. So I mean, <laughs> gotta put that up there. <laughs> that's it. Option three. If you vote option three. On our Facebook page, we'll know that that's for Patrick's coming swap in a Duramax. Very cool. And then we'll unfriend you. No. <laughs> no. Listen, we deal with a lot of Cummins trucks, and I have a great respect for a 5.9 and a 6.7. There is no doubt. But when it comes to my personal preference, I really like uh, this 06 build and what we're talking about because this is what I've done. I've restarted my mod, my mod list four times. I'm about to do it for the fifth time. Right. So I've been there. I've done that. And I don't want to have anybody in a situation where, like I said, they lose interest. This is fun. Let's keep it fun. Anecdotal, but okay. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. All right. Fair enough. All right. Well, Patrick, we gave you no usable advice today. (laughs) So that's that's pretty much a standard guest. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Patrick, if people want to get in touch with you, how can they reach you? Easiest way is just go to Street Diesel Power on Facebook or StreetDieselPower.com. And uh, always on there. I may call it too. Uh, Toll-free number is 888-556-0743. And I'd be more than happy to chat about Cummins build, the Duramax build, even Power Stroke. Even Power Stroke. Better you than me. Excellent. Well, thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Patrick. We really appreciate you coming on the show today, Patrick. We're really excited to do some more with you here in the future. Um, this has been Paul Wilson. And I'm Danny Voss. Thanks for listening. 
the Diesel Performance Podcast is brought to you by Calibrated Power Solutions, home of DuramaxTutor.com, developer of performance engine and transmission calibrations for a wide variety of late model diesel powertrains, including the Duramax, Cummins, Jeep, John Deere, and many more. For more information, check out CalibratedPower.com or call 815-568-7920. That's 815-568-7920. You can also contact the hosts of the Diesel Performance Podcast. Paul Wilson can be reached at extension 2122. His email is paul at duramaxtutor.com. For Danny Voss, dial extension 2124. His email is danny at calibratedpower.com. That's what drag racing and truck pulling is all about. Um, spending money you don't have, racing people you don't know, and... Um, you know, winning a trophy you don't really care about. Exactly. That's it. That's it. But I it, it. we all do it for the for the fun. 